0: Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.
1: Hey, I'm Rob Berger. When I'm not rolling in the dough, that's right, I'm stacking Benjamins. Live from Joe's Mom's Basement, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe's Mom's Neighbor, Doug, and today is National Number Two Pencil Day. What the heck is National Number Two Pencil Day? Huh, let me just take out my number two pencil and change this script right here. And today is National Number Two Pencil Appreciation Day. And today, we've went straight to the ink with today's topic. Managing your money is important, but so is managing your time. How do you maximize yours? Here to help us talk time and money management, we welcome Money Coach Dorothea Kelly. Plus, from this podcast, OG, and from Lenpenzo.com, Cardi B. No, I'm just kidding. She's out riding in her new Lamborghini, so we just filled in with Len Penzo. But that's not all. There's some big news out of life insurance disruptor Haven Life. What's happening? We'll give you all the detail. Nope, let's punch that up. We'll drop the skinny on that with Haven Life CEO, Yaron Benzi. And now, because the weekend won't start itself, here comes Joe Salcihan.
0: And the best way to start your weekend is here with the Stacky Benjamins crew. Hey, everybody. I am Joe Salci. Hi, Average Joe Money on Twitter. And we have a little intimate group with us. And we'll start across the card table from me where I'm looking into the eyes of Mr. OG.
2: The blue ocean
0: eyes. It's kind of creepy. The sultry ocean eyes. Maybe. I wasn't using those terms at all. But, but the person who's going to save us from this, I'm my dad shortwave. We're so happy from the place where we are moving to. We're going to be BFFs from Kelly.com. It's Dorothea Kelly.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Yes, we are going to be BFFs. I am so coming on back home.
0: I am so excited to be coming back home to the motor city. It's gonna be fantastic. Yes. But what's been I'm I'm so glad you're back, Dorothea. What have you been up to?
3: Just working on projects, speaking, helping people get this money thing right and coaching.
2: Busy, busy.
0: I know. You're helping a lot of people with their money. W- were you the person I saw doing a lot of work around Money Smart Week also?
3: Oh yeah, I am an ambassador here in Detroit for Money Smart Week. So I'm a content partner. And I do a lot of speaking around that time.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Federal Reserve in Detroit does a really great job of that. I know the people in Chicago that are kind of central to that, they always point to the Detroit organization and talk about Mm -hmm. just how awesome the Detroit Fed is at getting all that stuff out.
3: You know what? They do a lot of programming. They, They allow a lot of people to come in and do programming during Money Smart Week and throughout the year. They are really very invested in financial education. It's awesome. It really is awesome.
0: The good news and is- you
3: can do tours to see how the money is actually made
0: there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So did you take lessons and are you now making it in your kitchen?
2: <laughs> I'm
3: not trying to go to jail.
2: <laughs> you, know, you know what's terrible about that trip, though? I don't know if you noticed this. We did this uh, years ago when we lived in Michigan as well. Uh-huh. The worst part about that trip is when they say, and this million dollars is no longer fit for distribution. And it goes, "Boom!" and they yep. just vaporize it. And you're like, it would have been fit for me, like exactly. I, I, been, exactly. Hey, it's a little torn on the edge, I can get around that, no problem. See I don't pass any judgment, you know. I but bet, yeah, they turn those little baggies of uh, shredded money, it's terrible. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I bet both of you could fill up suitcases with that money, couldn't you?
3: Oh, my goodness! And, and I, I say have that a good time with it.
0: I say that because this episode of Stacky Benjamins is brought to you by Away. Away makes first-class luggage, Dorothea, at coach prices that allow you to you charge.
2: into that one. You didn't even know it was coming <laughs> you? I saw. I saw that I saw that telegraph from a mile away. Oh, my God. After.
0: That allow you to charge your phone on the go. I love my Away luggage. For $20 off a suitcase, go to awaytravel.com forward slash SB and use promo code SB. That's awaytravel.com slash SB, promo code SB. We're also... Thanking uh, our friends at Nutrafol for supporting Stacky Benjamins. I don't know if you've seen this, Dorothea. I've been taking this stuff for just a few weeks and my hair is getting stronger. It's incredible. Nutrafol is a vitamin made from botanical ingredients that helps improve <laughs> hair health from within. Get your first oh month's supply with a subscription plan. I'm going
3: to make it through this.
0: For 10 for ten <laughs> bucks. <laughs> for 10 bucks. By visiting neutralfall.com and using promo code SB during checkout. They say it takes six months. I've been taking it for three weeks, and I'm pretty sure my mm. hair's grown faster than anybody Feel else's. Feel
2: like a difference already, Yep. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. We got a great show. We're growing a great show today. How about that? I don't know. Uh, mm. So we got some headlines, fantastic headlines. So let's move.
4: Hello, darlings. And now it's time for your favorite part of the show, our Stacking Benjamins Headlines.
0: Our headline today comes to us from Investment News, an industry rag publication for financial advisors. I found this piece, guys, really interesting. This is written by Joe Duran. Time or money, which is more important? Time is the other major limited resource in life, yet few manage it with the same discipline with which we manage money. I'm going to read the open to this, and then we'll go point by point through it, guys, if you don't mind. I just returned from an eye-opening family trip to Spain. I met my wife in Madrid more than two decades ago, and we were both studying abroad. And while the city might be more modern, the rituals and culture remain remarkably unchanged. I've returned often over the years, but on this trip, I was particularly struck by the amazing difference in perspectives on life and how the Spanish live it. We arrived in Madrid on a lovely Saturday afternoon, driving to the hotel. My daughters noticed most of the storefronts were closed. They were surprised. That most stores close between 2 and 5 p.m. so people can have lunch and recharge rather than staying open and making money. After unpacking, we sat at a street cafe, enjoyed a snack, and watched the city slowly come to life as couples, families, and friends emerge to the streets for their evening paseo, the daily ritual of catching up by taking a stroll, having some snacks, and perhaps doing a little shopping. The routine makes little sense amid the bustle of our modern world, but it's nonetheless an interesting lens from which to view how we help clients as advisors live their best lives. And then he goes in to talk about how allocating time is as important as allocating money. And you know what, Dorothea? I think, I think I agree with him. Allocating time is kind of why we have money, isn't it?
3: I agree with him too. And and I had done some research because my very first job was for an international a company that did business internationally. Not only in Spain, but other European countries have a different view of time and they they value spending time with family and friends more than they value the work. Whereas we in America, we place our value in the work and getting things done and being productive. So I would definitely agree with him with a balance. I think that when you're at a certain point, you have to worry about time, 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 time. I think once you are able to either move up in your career, your business, you're making more money, then you can take it easy a little bit more and spend more time because you have more money. You know, maybe you have less bills. But isn't that
0: worrying about time too? Like I'm worried about, to your point, having more time. So I want to make more money quicker. So I, I have more time.
3: I think it is to a degree, but it's almost a necessity because in the world we live in, If you've created these bills for yourself, you've got to worry about time so that you can make money. Now, for the person who maybe has been smart from beginning to end with their finances and different things, and they are living on less, they have more time because they don't have as many bills. Am I making sense?
0: Yeah, you are making sense. Well, the other thing too is, I know OG will turn to you for a second I was reading an article that kind of parallels this recently about video game systems. When you buy an Xbox, not only are you buying the Xbox, but you're really buying into this amount of time it's going to take to actually play it. So you're spending money, but you're also committing to spend a bunch of time that you may or may not have.
2: Well, it's like everything. You have to figure out what is a priority and what is by definition an anti-priority. At some point in time... You've got to make that crossover between what do I want to spend time doing right now? Is it is it about building more money? Because you have to get to the point where you know that crossover happens, where your money is making enough money to support your lifestyle and that sort of thing. But at what alternative? We were watching uh, Lion King, the video with my daughter this afternoon. It was on, and I caught a glimpse of the very beginning. It's been a while since probably both y'all have watched it, but it starts out with kind of this, it's fading back from Kilimanjaro in Africa. And I said, just kind of flippantly to my wife, I said, you know, we should do that this winter. And she just said, what, are you crazy? What are you talking about? Go climb a mountain. I said, nah, it's like a walk. I mean, it's not to take anything away from anybody who's done it, right? But it, out of all of the mountains to climb in all the continents is probably one of the easier ones, I would argue. So what's the trade-off for that in terms of experiences, both with your family or your friends, in comparison to, well, yeah, but I would have to take two weeks off of work. And that's, that's all this money I should be making. This is, I think, one of the more important things that advisors help people with.
0: Yeah, it says here, we financial advisors take great pride in helping clients allocate their investments as efficiently as possible. But imagine if we help people think, about how their money can get them to use their time more prudently. When you're coaching people, Dorothea, are you teaching people how to use their time more
3: prudently? Am I teaching them to use it for people who are looking for additional work? Then yes, we talk about time because you have to be able to do that. But we don't talk about time in a sense of, well, I take that back. I guess we do because they got to go on vacation, right? They have to spend time with their kids So I do end up talking to people about, especially men, about making time. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's less about using time more wisely and more about making time.
4: Making time to spend the
3: money that you're earning and making time to enjoy the experiences, the vacations, just taking a walk. Like you said, you know, you're talking about walking, taking a hike up a mountain, but I'm talking, (laughs) (laughs) you know, just taking a walk up the street with your family and on a nice day, making the time.
0: Uh, He has a bunch of points here about this article's geared toward financial advisors and coaches. Mm -hmm. It says, number one, helping people prudently spend is as valuable as helping them prudently save.
2: What do you think about that point, OG? I think that's the crux of what we talked about a couple of days ago, isn't it? Didn't we just say that there's two great crimes in the financial planning space and the one that gets all of the press is under saving, right? Where, where it's, I got to retirement and I don't have any money or I don't have enough. And now what, or I'm 60 and I want to retire in a few years. How do I get it done? That's, that's, that's the one that everybody reads the headline of. Yes. But the equal crime I think that's underreported is saving too much. And it sounds a little grotesque to say, well, you can't save too much money. Well, you can, if your goals are funded, if you're on track for your goals And you're sacrificing this time with your family or friends or opportunities to learn and grow in your field or whatever the case may be. Sometimes you have to take a step back to take two steps forward. And this is one of those examples where, hey, if you're on track with your goals, you need to shut it down and be good with that. Be content. I agree.
3: I agree 100%. I have had to tell people to go shopping. I do send people shopping. Or
2: go on vacation, right? You got the money, go do it.
3: Absolutely. I did an interview for Channel 7. Every time I do an interview, the people behind the scenes, they want to ask me questions about money, right? (laughs) They do. So the TV, the (laughs) cameraman was telling me this story. I mean, him and his wife had so much money in the bank. So much money in the bank never went on vacation because he worked so much. I told him, I said, you go on vacation. You need to take two weeks. He's like, but it's two weeks. I said, take the two weeks. I had another lady came to me. Everything was on point. Uh, investing, retirement. She wanted to retire in a couple years. I said, when was the last time you bought yourself something? When was the last time you went out and just did something extravagant for yourself? Just bawled completely out of control. You've got money sitting in every pot possible. Go spend some of that money. I agree 100%.
0: Well, and even to your point, Dorothy, it doesn't have to just be something extravagant. Uh, Joe Duran's second point here is, Priorities exist today that are as important as those in the future. Planners, financial coaches spend most of their time with clients discussing their future, but working yes. folks worry the most about prioritizing all the trade-offs they have today. I I, I wanted to high-five the author of this because <laughs> I, I felt this every time clients came in to meet with me that I'm worried about their retirement and they're walking in with a mess of feelings all about next week, right? Yeah. How are we going to get yeah. dinner next week? How are we going to pay the bills next week? How are we going to do that stuff? How do you balance, OG, oh the two of those with clients?
2: It starts with making sure that you have a clear understanding of what you're trying to accomplish, to borrow the Stephen Covey piece of begin with the end in mind, because when you have a clear idea of where you're trying to go, then you can work backward to figure out, here's the steps that I need to make on a daily, monthly, yearly basis, whatever, to be on track for that. And like I said before, when you get on track for those things, you can check that off. Yep. Now, it doesn't always work in a perfect straight line. It's going to move and and your goals are going to change or you'll have a different competing priority that comes up or something like that along the way. Or maybe the market doesn't behave the way that you want it to or whatever. But that's okay. Think of it this way. If you have a child and you want to save for their college education, you might be thinking about $400 a month fully funds four years of public university in the United States, give or take. Well, to what end does it help to start saving six hundred dollars a month? Now you could say, "Well, I'll get my four hundred dollars out of you know I'll be done early." Okay, yeah. great. Put that in the plan and say, "Okay, now that means that I can stop at age fifteen exactly. as opposed to going to eighteen. That's fine." Or, by the same token, what else could we do with twenty five hundred dollars a year exactly. could that provide additional utility, you know, to the family in terms of? Building out the kitchen so it's a little bit better (laughs) gathering place for the family or adding the spare bedroom so that you can have guests, you know, and uh, mom and dad and grandma and grandpa come visit a little bit more frequently or something like that. What else could you do in your life to feel good about it? And that
0: brings me to my third point here or the third point in the piece. It's almost like I read this thing, but I didn't really. (laughs) I know It's crazy. You might have actually done some homework. Number three, discussing what matters engages everybody. To your point earlier, Dorothea, and to what OG just said, starting with the end in mind, starting with what matters and working outward is probably the key here. I agree. The biggest cost, it says, of our industry spending so much time on math and money is it disengages non-financial people. And I, and I think that's true. Don't you, Dorothea, if we spend all our time on the yes. math and on the money... Non financial people it, go, I don't want to talk to you.
3: It loses them. You have to talk about the lifestyle. You have to talk about the dreams, the goals. You have to talk about the fun stuff. And then they'll look at the math and the mom and the money. And you have to make the math and money work out in such a way that they'll understand it and then follow an action plan. Those of us who are in this world, we love the math and the money. We love the spreadsheets. We love the calculations. You know, we love the graphs. And everybody else's so eyes are just crossing.
2: <laughs> What'd you say, OG? I said, they're so pretty. They are. <laughs> I see. Well, and t- I think to be an effective communicator in this space, I think you have to be able to wear those hats. You have to say, okay, this client really wants to go down the path of spreadsheets, numbers, and graphs. Yes. So I got to be okay communicating that way. But this person may be a little bit more about pictures and goals and feelings and, you know, you have to be able to communicate that way as well, because not everybody is built the same way.
0: But isn't there some educating one type of person on the other? In other words, the non-financial person, once you get in their corner, then you kind of bring them over to the dark side of the math a little bit. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then the other way, because I find the people that are also all about the math, making them chill out a little bit and talk about their goals actually makes their plan stronger too.
3: I do that. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, fun stuff. Uh, we'll link to this in our show notes at Stacky Benjamins. Actually, on time management, you guys are both great at managing your time, Dorothea. <laughs> what's a what's a, what's a time? <laughs> oh, oh, gee, you are so
2: that's funny. No, thank you, you for saying.
0: Oh, you are so good at managing your time. You say that you're
2: not, and you totally are. Uh, the, the as long as it's I, I can get around a golf course in three hours flat. There that it I'm is. Good <laughs>
3: But you always fun you want to do right?
0: Absolutely, Dorothea. He makes time for the activity that he wants. But what's a good uh-huh. what's a good time management strategy that you use?
3: I work in two hour blocks. You know, the first hour you're kind of getting in your groove. The second hour you're rocking and rolling. So I can do one thing in two hours and shift gears, or keep going for the next two hours. And then I set goals in those two hour blocks. What I want to accomplish.
2: Oh, gee, how about you? And my latest thing is uh, using technology. There's this great app. I don't know how much it costs. It's not free, but it might be 50 bucks a year or 100 bucks a year or something. It's called Focus at Will. You take a test kind of at the beginning. It's all science-based music. And so the end of the story here is it says this is the type of music that OG needs to listen to to concentrate well. Think like a mix between Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez.
3: Really?
2: (laughs) I'm just kidding. That's not that at all. (sighs) I just, I just oh think Dorothy but is I'm, like, what in the hell? Is no, happening? I mean, I,
3: I, I have, I'm, hey, I'm here for whatever okay. you like, but uh, <laughs> I will say.
2: But no, no, seriously, it's a great app and it gives you this thing. And so so what you do is you say, hey, I need to focus for like 20 minutes or I need to focus for 50 minutes or whatever. And you put your headphones in, it goes ding, and it totally keeps you engaged for that period of time. And then it goes ding and you can turn off. So no. I
3: do you guys ever try listening to classical music? I Bob, do. They told me. I can work all day listening to that mm-hmm. and not get distracted. You know, if I listen to songs with words, I want to sing or dance or something like that, but I me listen do. to classical music and I can go.
0: I got that, Dorothea, from my junior year economics teacher in high school, Mr. Yoakum, told us that. He said, start listening to classical music and the whole class course, juniors in high school like, yeah, Right. Yeah. Not yeah. happening. I went home and totally started doing that. Fantastic. Yep. Works. Works great. Makes for a good nap. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> also, that yep. wake up with some nice drool on that book. A big you know old
3: what?
0: <laughs> pile of drool. Yeah.
3: Uh,
0: we'll link to this again on our show notes page at Stackybenjamins.com. I think I guess if there's one takeaway from this, Dorothea, we'll give you the last word because you're the guest.
2: OG biggest takeaway. Biggest takeaway. You have to. Prioritize your life. Dorothea? Uh,
3: What he said, no. (laughs) (laughs) Ditto. (laughs) No, you know what? It is kind of the same thing. You've got to determine what's important to you. What is important to you? I have determined that I wanted some of my own time back. So I started outsourcing some things. And I guess so that's going to be my takeaway. To get your time back, start outsourcing. I am paying to outsource some domestic things so that I can put my feet up sometimes. So, outsource.
0: Your own Benzie is the CEO of Haven Life, one of the companies disrupting the life insurance business. Dorothea, you have your life insurance in order, don't you?
3: Yes, sir. Very, I'm v- well insured. Very very <laughs> well done.
0: Yeah. You're insured to the point you get suspicious when your husband brings you something yeah. to drink. Right? You're almost
3: like, are you rich? Shut up with your <laughs> name as beneficiary. <laughs>
0: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, own, of course, and Haven Life have changed a lot of stuff. That's why we asked them, by the way, to be a sponsor of our show. But the cool thing today, they're not here as a sponsor. They're doing even more disruption. And I'm excited. Like we talked with Peter Polson from Tiller a few weeks ago about what they're doing over there that's changing the game. Haven Life changing the game again. Let's say hello to your own Benzie. Well, a couple weeks ago, we talked to Tiller CEO, Peter Polson about big changes at his budgeting and spreadsheet firm. They're by no means the only friends of the show making big waves in their area of expertise. However, I'm joined now on my Dad shortwave by your own Ben Z, who has some big news out of Haven Life, a company, if you've listened to the show for any length of time, you know that we really love. Hey, Own, how are you, man? I'm good. It's good to be on the shortwave with you. I know. It's great to have you back. And I know things have been busy with all the big changes at Haven Life. So tell me the story. Did you and the team sit down one day in a conference room and say, We're just not doing enough. So we got to roll out a
5: ton of big changes? We just had all this extra time on our hands and right. figured, what, what else can we do? <laughs> uh, yeah, I wish it were like that. But, uh, you know, actually, we're really excited. I think this was something that we've thought about ever since we started the company and started thinking about life insurance. And As you know, we've been trying really hard to make it easy for people to buy life insurance. But, you know, kind of the other light bulb that went off when we were drawing stuff on a whiteboard a long time ago was we really wanted to also think about how we change customers' relationships with their life insurer because actually one of the shocking things that we found out is that half of people – we did a survey on about half of people who kind of are target customer who have life insurance – couldn't even tell us the name of their life insurance company. And so we really wanted to think about how can we kind of make the life insurer a kind of more valuable part of people's lives so they actually remember it top of mind. And Haven Plus is the program that came out of that.
0: Haven Plus is interesting. All these things. And, and I love at the top of this, Jeroen, that when people are doing their life insurance, that's an important part. But another piece is their will. And when I was a financial planner, I always got so frustrated when I saw that people didn't handle both of them. You're making that a bunch easier.
5: Yeah, that's right. So the idea behind Haven Life Plus is that you know it's, it's really a program that provides our policy holders access to a bunch of different services and benefits to help them uh, lead kind of better protected, more prepared lives. So we've actually rolled out partnerships with four different services. The first one, as you kind of mentioned, is an online will service, because obviously writing a will is a key part of becoming financially prepared, just like buying life insurance. And so we really want people to have that protection in place. And uh, we looked for a company that had that same spirit of trying to make things easier and technology-enabled in sort of figuring out who the the right partner was for us. We also rolled out a a bunch of other services. So another one is uh, with a company called LifeSight, which lets you uh, store kind of important documents online in an online digital safe deposit box of sorts. And then we have two other services that kind of fit into Healthy Lifestyle, which is one partnership with CVS Minute Clinic. Where you can get discounts at their walk in clinics for a variety of services, and one with a uh, DNA testing company called Telo Years, which lets you just understand more about your DNA health.
0: I was interested, especially, well, I'm interested in all these, your own, but the DNA one seems really, well, this is all cutting edge, but that seems especially cutting edge. Why the partnership with them?
5: one of the things that we've seen in the in the marketplace is that obviously people are really interested in these kind of uh, DNA tests. And when we surveyed our customer base, this was one of the things that people said they would be interesting interested in using. And so uh, Years kind of has this really interesting approach where uh, they have a service that's based on the work of a Nobel Prize winner in medicine. And it's really about sort of looking at I guess what they call the protective end caps of your DNA, and helping you understand how you're doing healthwise and what your mortality looks like from this kind of specific point of view. So, it's kind of cool, and uh, we found that customers are kind of really interested in that type of data about themselves.
0: I really like the idea of people getting their their trust and will service done as well. I joke with people when I was a financial planner, your own that, you know, if you don't write down what happens to your kids when you pass away the state's going to do it and as a guy that lived in michigan for a long time i saw how they messed up our roads imagine what they do with your kids
5: (laughs) yeah it's definitely something you don't want to leave to the states if you don't have to and really for a lot of people just having a basic will in place as you say can really kind of cover some some basic things like who's going to take care of your kids Uh, when you're no longer around and that can make the process much easier later.
0: What about now LifeSite, the secure online safe deposit box? What types of things should people think about putting in that safety deposit box?
5: I've actually used the site and so I actually put things like copies of my uh, social security card. I have some important a copy of my will up there, uh, some important documents that I want to share with uh, my wife. But different people use it different ways. I think what we've seen is that In this world today, that people have a lot of different important documents. Your life insurance policy is actually one of them. And having an easy way that's also really secure to basically store that, keep track of that, and share it with people who actually need access to it is important to them. So different people obviously have different views of how they're going to use that, but we think it's really interesting for a lot of our customers. I think in our surveys, about 70% of the adults said they could really benefit from a more organized way to uh, store and share their important documents.
0: Yeah. And that's a big part of the game is not just storing it accurately, but to your point, making sure people have the data and they know uh, uh, who's in charge of what, what happens when you pass away, where are all the things. I don't know. Do, do you have any type of number or feeling on how many of your policies the beneficiaries never, never claim the death benefit?
5: I don't actually know that number off the top of my head. What I can tell you is when we looked at the survey that we did, I think it was more than a third of married couples said they don't know how to access their spouse's important financial documents or information if something were to happen to them. Yeah. Wow. And I know one of the things that my wife really loves is that I've kind of simplified that process and put all, a lot of those things in one place so that she can actually access them online. And I know that makes me sleep better at night too. So we're really kind of focused on solving that piece.
0: And a piece that you had before, you offered a service called Lifelink, but this is now wrapped into, into Haven Life Plus. Tell everybody about Lifelink.
5: Yeah, uh, Lifelink is actually available to anyone, whether you're a policy holder or not. And Lifelink is really a mobile app that helps solve some of the problems with trying to call 911 from your cell phone. And the real issue when you call 911 from a cell phone is unless you can tell people exactly where you are, you know, that that number isn't tied to an address so they don't actually know where you are, which is strange since you're doing it from a cell phone, which has GPS on it. So LifeLink is an app that helps solve some of that problem. And I should say, too, you know, we don't provide all of these services that we're talking about today, Sure. but, um, you know, we've kind of looked for good partners who can really provide that additional value and protection.
0: Where do people go to find out more about Haven Life Plus?
5: They can go to havenlife.com and as soon as we're launched, they will be able to learn more about it on the website.
0: Awesome. We'll also have a link on our show notes page if you're walking the dog or on your commute at stackybenjamins.com. Your own, I'd be remiss. You guys have another huge piece of news out that was reported recently in Bloomberg. Uh, I like this. This was written by Catherine Chigelsky and uh, Julie Verhaeg. 167-year-old Mass Mutual adds new online startup with Quilt deal. And then it goes through that this is actually a Haven Life acquiring startup online broker Quilt. So congratulations on that. And this might be a little more obscure for our listeners, but tell me what this addition brings to Haven Life.
5: Yeah, I think it's letting us think about other kinds of products that we can bring to customers using the same philosophy that we have about making things simple and technology-enabled. The Quilt folks really have that same mindset, the same kind of experience in insurance, and so we're going to be collaborating with them pretty closely on annuities in particular. And, you know, annuities are kind of a complicated life insurance product, but we think there is some real promise there, and together we're going to be thinking about uh, what we can do to make that product even better for customers.
0: It's exciting to see companies like yours getting involved in annuities because that area is so ripe for disruption. I think we've reported on that a lot lately. Is this an area that Quilt was involved in before? I don't know anything about Quilt,
5: your own. So Quilt was actually more focused on the PNC space. So they had experience with renter's insurance But they were starting to get into life insurance. They actually did sell some term life insurance. And I guess we're kind of a competitor of ours for a little while. But they certainly know a lot about the life space and also the world that we live in more broadly in insurance. So they haven't actually played there yet, but they're really excited to collaborate with us and to use some of the technology that we've built to think about this new product area. How long
0: do you think it's going to take for you guys to feel fully integrated with between uh, Haven
5: Life and the quilt teams? You know, they're a small team. We've been kind of getting to know each other for a little while. So I think getting integrated is happening and it's already happened in a lot of ways. We're really excited to work with them. It's another question that I don't know the answer to is, (laughs) how long is it going to take for us to put our product out? And I should say, too, we're really excited. Obviously, all the products that we sell, like the Haven Term Policy and like whatever we do with annuities, obviously, it's all mass mutual, the carrier. That's sort of the issuer of that product. So it's really the three parties coming together to think about how we can tackle this space.
0: Well, too bad, Yaron, You've got nothing going on. I feel bad for you. Just We, we, just, we, we just spent 12 minutes talking about all the nothing going on at the company. Congratulations on all of the things uh, that you're working on there at Haven Life.
5: It's always a pleasure to talk to you. I know you're really busy as well, so we appreciate it. Yeah, thanks a lot for spending some time with us.
0: Hey there, trivia
1: fans. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. And to celebrate this inspirational number two pencil appreciation day, I've taken out my handy dandy number two, and I'm cleaning up these awful scripts. Who comes up with this stuff, man? Whoa, whoa, there's one. Let's erase that and just try this again. Why does Joe write all this stuff? Perfect. Let's see if I can punch up his trivia writing check out this question in what year was graphite used in pencils that could be better let's see here race how about uh, get a load of this amazing trivia nugget in precisely which year was graphite usually referred to as lead when speaking about writing utensils first used inside of pencils I'll be back with the answer wait hold that I'll be back with the incredible jaw-dropping answer that'll probably
0: make you LOL in just a moment. All right, Dorothea, we explained how this game works backstage because you're the guest. You get to decide if you go first or last. And we play Price is Right style. You got to be the closest without going over. Do you want to guess first or last?
3: I'm going to go for it.
0: She's going to go first. Awesome. Go All right.
3: Uh,
0: when was graphite, AKA lead, first used in pencils?
3: For some reason, probably because I say this a lot, I'm going to say 1922.
0: 1922. Wasn't that the year Columbus sailed okay. the ocean blue? Yes. Isn't that that's it? That's exactly when that happened. I think so. Yeah, it's a thing. Okay,
2: 1922. All right. So <clears throat> thank you for going first, by the way. That was very kind of you. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking it's much later than that ah uh, so it used to be lead right so it's a lead pencil well he said we have- he said graphite aka oh, okay. lead
0: I know it, well I'm it's there's it, a difference. there's there's no difference
2: oh no difference yeah okay so I was thinking hey there's a transition between lead paint and we made some adjustments because kids were eating pencils and we didn't want them to eat lead anymore but we just call it lead it's really not lead yeah, <laughs> you yeah. learn something new every yeah, day D- so it's D- really D- always been graphite Yep, Doug, uh, was t-
0: Doug was telling me it's never been lead it's always been graphite people just call it lead
2: awful, awful kind of you to give me all this information because I would have totally followed it up otherwise uh, okay so basically when did they start a pencil is that now the question that
3: sounds like it
2: <laughs> when, <laughs> when, when did lead pencils aka graphic pencils first get used hmm well, the obvious choice is to say 1923 <laughs> <Uh-oh>. uh-huh. <laughs> because this is a Price of Right style. Yeah. I'm going to go backwards. I'm going to say that we stopped using quills in the 1700s sometime with the dipping ink. Um, 1800 and um, I'll go back a century. 1822. 1822 1822. maybe it wasn't that i think that
0: was the year columbus sailed the ocean blue 1822
2: yeah i think so
0: all right we got your answers we'll be back in just a second thanks again to neutral for supporting our podcast listen when you have as little hair left as i have you want to baby it you actually want good hair health no matter how much hair you have left don't you Nutrafol is a vitamin made with nutraceutical grade ingredients shown to improve thinning hair. Nutrafol does this by nurturing your hair health from within through supplements that are 100% drug free. Science and research has changed the way we think about hair and its relationship to our overall health. For example, for women, stress plays a huge role in hair thinning. For men, DHT levels from testosterone, diet and environmental toxins comprise hair health, maybe podcast creation, You can put in there. (laughs) Gets rid of hair Hair for men. I don't know, but mine uh, has uh, always been saying bye-bye. Nutrafol scientists and researchers have worked for years to come up with a natural formula that multi-targets causes while improving your hair's health. It's available in two distinct formulas for men and women, that suit gender-specific metabolic needs. It's recommended by over 850 top physicians and some of the top salons in the country. When you ask about what's in it, let me tell you first what's not in it. No GMO, soy, eggs, dairy, gluten, peanuts, shellfish, tree nuts, wheat, yeast, artificial flavors or colors. It's manufactured in the United States. And if you want even more clarifications, you can find it in the website FAQ. I've been taking it daily And as you know, they say to give it three to six months, but I think, I think by the time we get to Kansas City, I'm going to be a long-haired dude. Maybe not, but my hair does feel stronger. It's funny. They tell me it's too early. And that part I'm not kidding about, even though everybody continually tells me, Joe, it's too early. All right. Get your first month supply with a subscription plan for 10 bucks by visiting Nutrafol.com and using promo code SB during checkout. That's your first month's supply with a subscription plan for 10 bucks by visiting Nutrafol, nutrafo com and using promo code SB during checkout. Thanks to Nutrafol for supporting Stacky Benjamins and for helping me grow stronger hair. Hi, I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, the huge
1: star of the award-winning Stacking Benjamin Show. Are you tired of podcasts that blabber on about money? Do you feel like you're just another number for some other host to brag about? Are you confused about all this IRA, SEPP, 72T, and fiduciary talk? At Stacking Benjamins, you're not just another number to us. Heck, if you actually listen, you're the only number. That's why we barely ever talk about money. Better yet, we treat you like family. We'll invite you on down to Joe's mom's basement, serve you some pie and maybe even a little lemonade. And best yet, when you leave, we'll complain about you behind your back. Because that's what real family moments are all about.
0: All right, Dorothea, 1922. Feeling good about that?
2: Yeah. Hey, real quick.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Not after OG just reanalyzed. I'm like, I didn't think about that long enough. I didn't try to figure that out.
2: (laughs) Is she playing for Paula and Len in this contest? Because don't we have the guest always play for the missing person?
0: I think this one probably is an exhibition since there's only two of us. I Well, two two of you. (laughs) Uh, Gotcha. Yeah. So that means. All right. Let's uh, hear it, Doug. Yes. Here we go. Doug. Howdy partner, who the heck says
1: howdy? Let's get out that pencil again and slash that. Okay, hey there trivia fans, I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, slash that, I'm Joe's mom's adorable neighbor Doug, back with your trivia. Back with your thrilling trivia answer. Yeah, that's better. The question was this, in precisely which year was graphite, usually referred to as lead when speaking about writing utensils, first used inside of pencils? The answer? The closest predecessor to a pencil was Silverpoint until 1565 when a large deposit of graphite was discovered on the approach to grey knots from the hamlet of Seathwaite in Borrowdale Parish, Cumbria, England. This deposit was extremely pure and solid and it could easily be sawn into sticks chemistry was still in its infancy so everyone thought it was lead which is why these instruments are still called lead pencils today how about that for some amazing trivia huh impress your friends at the office with that one see ya
0: Whoa.
2: not even close
0: <laughs> Swinging a
2: miss
3: yeah
0: yeah, 19. Yeah, not even major. close. Okay. Major
2: miss.
3: 1922,
0: 1822. But that's interesting. 15 something. 1500
3: something.
2: Wow.
0: Head no. Is that the <laughs> year Columbus sailed the ocean blue? I don't.
2: Uh, it's clo- we're closing in on it, Joe. You just keep going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, guess what? Somebody clearly dialed a wrong number, guys, because they called and asked us for help. We're sorry. Our helpline this week is brought to you by The Stacker. That's our Stacky Benjamins newsletter. Head to stackybenjamins.com forward slash stacker for more. Not only do we give you tips about how to manage your money, but also our upcoming tour where we're coming live. By the way, we're coming live to Detroit, Dorothea. And I heard ooh, you're, ooh, you, ooh, you, but you're getting on a plane to Hawaii to avoid us. What's hey. that all about? Mm.
3: Yes, 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 yes. I'll be sailing the ocean blue.
2: you will be right she's like email me the rest of that story i will be in hawaii and i do hate that
3: i'm gonna miss it but i'm glad you'll be back here so we'll hang out a little more
0: amen Mm. well i am too we will be in detroit though for those of you in the detroit area october 24th we're at go comedy improv theater in ferndale in fabulous ferndale And then in Kansas City, we're out by the airport at the Improv in a beautiful outdoor mall. And in Orlando, we'll also be at the Improv. That is September 25th. Tickets on sale now, stackybedjamins.com forward slash tour or the stacker, stackybedjamins.com forward slash stacker if you want tips on what's going on, not just the tour, but everything going on down here in the basement. But today, calling us for help is our new BFF, Dan. Say Hi, Dan.
4: Hi, Joan OG. This is Dan. I'm a new listener to the podcast, and I'm obsessed. I would love to hear your thoughts on my situation. My wife and I currently have a combined salary of about 180000 with promotions expected in the near future. We are 33 and 30 years old, have no kids, and bought our first house exactly a year ago. We're planning on starting a family in a year or two, and also have a kitchen remodel project on the horizon. I max out my Roth 401k, and my wife splits her 401k between Roth and traditional, with enough to attain the company match. I make a max Roth IRA contribution each year as well via backdoor if necessary. We also have a six-figure taxable investment account with an aggressive allocation. We currently have an emergency savings fund, which would cover four months of expenses. We are very fortunate and don't have any debt besides our mortgage. We have a monthly budget surplus, which already includes a small contribution to our taxable investment accounts. As you can probably tell, we are prolific savers. My question is, are we better off putting the extra money from the budget surplus towards additional investments, or would it make more sense to pay down our 30-year mortgage that has a 4% interest rate? Or is there a more favorable option C? We'll be taking the standard deduction under the new tax law, so the mortgage interest deduction isn't a factor. What do you guys think? Anything else I should be considering? Good luck with the basement move, and thanks for your wisdom.
0: Thanks for the question, Dan. And wow, Dorothea, he's doing hes doing great.
3: Yeah, he's doing amazing. First of all, congrats.
0: Absolutely. What do I you think? think
3: 30, 33.
0: Does he pay off uh, the mortgage? Does he put the money away somewhere? What does he do?
3: He could almost split it and do both. He could do any number of things because of the situation that he's in. He's got all the boxes checked. They could, I mean, and especially at their age, they could easily split it put half of that in investing and half of that towards paying off their mortgage. I'm wondering,
0: yeah, I'm wondering how aggressive his retirement goal is, was the first thing he didn't, he didn't mention when he wants to kiss the job goodbye, but, but that might uh, play a role, but he could easily be conservative, Dorothea. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And
2: and do it. Oh gee, what do you think? I had a couple thoughts wondering why we don't max out the wife's 401k. You know, he said he's just contributing up to the company match for hers. Might as well max that out in the Roth side. Might as well do a Roth contribution contributory account for her too, given the opportunity. And then I'm guess kind of thinking about the uh, skating where the puck's going here. That kid thing is gonna upside down their world in a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just I don't know where he lives, but is it safe to say that it's a thousand bucks a month for daycare?
3: Yes, very safe to say.
2: What if you get two two of them at the same time? $200 a
3: week. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What if you get two of them at the same time? Looking at you, so I'll see high. Yeah. You know, right?
3: Well, that's
0: why I'm taking Nutrafol
2: is to get my hair back that I lost (laughs) with the kids. Because it all fell out. Yes, right. Three years ago. And the same day, Cheryl went, good (laughs) news. And you're like, Yay! she goes, hold on. There's more to the story. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, "What, what could be better than having a child? She's like, having two.
0: Oh, she did. She actually, she actually showed me the ultrasound thing. Yeah. Yeah. And she said, see that? I said, yeah. I, I, she said, you know what that is? She said a heartbeat. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And then she said, you see this thing over here? And I said, yeah. And she goes, it's another heartbeat. And I'm like, oh my God, my kid has two hearts. How incredible (laughs) is that?
2: (laughs) It's gonna be like Michael Phelps. gonna be able to swim forever. He's gonna
0: be incredible. What an
1: athlete.
2: Yeah. Turned out I was wrong. Uh, Well, your kids were incredible athletes, are. So, you know, they did that too. But um, thinking about the future with the children, child, family, who knows how that's going to turn out in terms of, you know, is it a kid, two kids, four kids? Do you get started right away and it happens right away? Are there some other things that you got to deal with? You know, that there's all sorts of other things that could come up there. So I might be thinking about that from a budgetary standpoint. Just mentioned a few minutes ago, Kind of put a feather in your cap around $400 a month to send each kid to college from the day they're born until uh, they turn 22. That's about what you're looking at. So I don't know. There's a lot of other stuff going on here. I might, if paying down the mortgage is a priority, I really like the idea of just setting up a separate account for that, putting the money in that account. And when that crossover happens between where the mortgage balance is and where your account value is in that special mortgage paydown account. Then you write the check you if mean, you want to at that point.
0: You mean just investing it all like in an S and P five hundred fund, but have it separate as your paid off. Yeah, the mortgage your
2: fund. regular allocation, however you normally would invest your money, but then your market, you know, have it be a separate account so you can see this is our mortgage paydown fund, and then this because there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen between now and twenty nine years of paying off the mortgage if you got a thirty year mortgage. So. Not to mention children and daycare, and what happens if Mrs. Og says, "Hey, I don't want to work anymore." I mean, I mean, what if your what if your wife says, "I don't want to work anymore"? That might change your cash flow a little That's bit. Right. Dorothy, you
0: know? it always but becomes about
3: will change your cash flow.
0: It always becomes about him. It always turns into a story about him every single no, time.
2: No, it doesn't. It's because I've done everything. Like everything you could possibly do wrong with money, I've already done twice. So,
0: but here's here's the thing. I think. I think, you know, to Dorothea's point of just putting it toward the mortgage, once I know how much it costs to reach those goals, if he's way ahead, it's great to put it in the S&P 500 fund. I might still do it, but a lot of my clients back in the day wouldn't have wanted that. They wouldn't have wanted that risk. So I would have been more, you know, a lot of my clients would have been more likely to say, oh, really? I'm way ahead of my goal. I'm going to put it directly toward the mortgage then because I don't have to worry about investing then. It's It's automatically paid yeah. off that's the, lock that in. Kind of
3: go the easier, the, the easy route in their mind.
0: Yeah. That yeah. We the don't.
3: He might actually be better.
0: Yeah. We don't know though. We don't know how far exactly. He sounds like he's way ahead, but we don't really know what the goal is. Yeah,
3: exactly. That's true.
0: Yeah. Good that's stuff true. guys. Uh, fantastic. Thanks for the question, Dan. And once again, congratulations on being, as you put it, prolific savers. That's, that's fantastic. Mom's sending you a gold star. That's, yes. that's how good we it is. We put
2: one next to your name.
0: And you know what, K- Kaden, our producer, Caden's also going to send Dan a greatest money show on earth t-shirt. How about that for being brave enough to call in? If you would like to interface with the show, you got a question for us, head to stackybenjamins.com and click on the questions link and you'll see all the ways that you can ask us a question. That's going to do it for today, guys. We did it. Thank you yeah. so much, Dorothea, for
2: hanging out with us.
3: Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's always fun. To hang out with you guys.
2: Well, it's been real and it's been fun. It just hasn't been real fun. Oh, uh, right? but I'm bummed. Yeah. That's what she's thinking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I know. not
3: at all.
2: Dorothea, ladies
0: first. So what's happening at DorotheaKelly.com?
3: Listen, I am doing a lot of speaking, but what I would like for all of your listeners to check out is uh, DorotheaKelly.com. I have a free money challenge. It's actually a free money course. I have no idea why, why I named it challenge. But go to Kelly.com. It is the eight-week Rock Your Money Chat Challenge. So go on there, check it out. It's absolutely free. I also have stuff on there. I have products and things. Rock Your Money oh, Chat. Oh, look at that.
0: Rock Your Money Chat. And so, Joe, when
3: you get here, I'm definitely going to get you a Detroit, no whining while you're grinding t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that- so all that stuff is on my website.
0: That is fantastic. And we'll have a link to com on our show notes page at stackybenjamins.com. OG, what are you up to, man?
2: Oh, my goodness. Uh, kids are back in school. Finally, summer is over. So we are back to a normal schedule. The OG after school activity is in full effect. <laughs> a lot of travel for that, a lot of travel for work and for stacking Benjamins. And, man, before you know it, it's going to be the holiday time and off you go. So. Back to our original topic at the beginning of the show today about time. prioritizing and, and making sure you take a now is the time in August to look at your calendar for the last four months of the year and say where am I putting all those big blocks because you don't want to be Scrooge McDuck there on Christmas Eve with the flickering candle still slaving away you know you want to plan for that stuff today.
0: Oh, right, that's gonna put a fork in this one. Doug, take it from here, man. What should we have learned today? So what did we learn today?
1: First, worried about not having enough money to meet your goals? Maybe your big issue is freeing up enough time, either to make more money or to enjoy life. Second, never thought about your life insurance coverage? Maybe now is a great time. With all of the innovation happening in that arena, you got to find out about the right coverage. But the big lesson... Don't tell Joe's mom about editing these shows with your pencil. She'll remind you to tell everyone to say thank you to your mother and to finish up your plate. Whoa, 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 whoa. How did this get into the script? Special thanks to your own Ben Z for joining us today. You'll find more on all of the big news at Haven Life at stackingbenjamins.com forward slash Haven Life. Thank you to Dorothea Kelly for joining us here in the basement. You'll find more about Dorothea's coaching at dorotheakelly.com or we'll have a link in our show notes page at stackingbenjamins.com. Susie Orman appears courtesy of, well, Susie Orman doesn't appear on our show, but if she did, she'd be courtesy of SusieOrman.com. And special thanks to Len Penzo from lenpenzo.com. This show was created by Joe Salcihi, produced by Richie Rutter reese and engineered by the amazing Steve Stewart. Online, visit us on Twitter at at SBenjamin'sCast, or on our Facebook page. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and I'm pretty much the guy in charge of everything around here. Trust me, this well-oiled machine didn't get like this all by itself. SB Podcasts may receive payment on the show from sponsors and guests in the form of books, giveaway items discounts or other remuneration there's no way you would take advice from these dorks but like joe's mom always says don't take advice from people you don't know this show is for entertainment purposes only and before making any financial moves consult with a real financial advisor remember that please and thank you are gateways to elegance (laughs) and tuck in that shirt what is going on Wash your hands after touching that phone. There might be germs all over it. All right, somebody rip the pencil out of that lady's hand.
0: Welcome to the after show. Dorothy, you've been here a couple times, but I don't think we were doing the after shows on our roundtable episodes. So here's the rules, all right? What happens in the after show stays in the after show. We, we don't talk about it. Nobody. If you, we've had people have to talk about it, and so they talk about dessert. Talking about dessert is fine, but you can't talk about after show. We talked a lot about travel. You talked a lot about uh, Dorothea's on her way to Hawaii to escape us Hawaii. when we come to Detroit. We, of course, are headed to... Perfect
2: time to go. End of October. Oh, my goodness.
0: We're headed to all these different cities, OG. But it seems like everywhere I travel, I end up with a surprising travel story that I didn't expect. Like something happened that was fun, unexpected, weird, bad, whatever. I'd love to hear a good travel story from you guys. Uh, Dorothea looks like she's contemplating. So we'll let I'm o-
3: trying to think of something crazy that well, might have happened on w- the trip.
0: We'll let OG go first then.
2: Oh, Thanks for putting me on the spot. A funny, <laughs> weird travel story. I was thinking about this the other day as we were driving from northern Michigan down to the airport and that sort of thing and we had a rental car. I'd always used one rental car company. You know, you just try to put everything on one hotel stay or one credit card, you know, to optimize all that sort of stuff. And we're driving for vacation and coming up this inner, this intersection this uh, on ramp to the highway and it's raining cats and dogs. And We make this bend uh, around the on ramp accelerating. And all of a sudden the car just starts sliding across the highway at like 50, 60 miles an hour as we're accelerating, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, this is not the normal path that the car would take, right? <laughs> I know it's raining hard, but I'm not driving fast enough or aggressively enough to hydroplane. You know, I wouldn't think at this, at this time, you know. And so I just very casually looked back to my kids and my wife and I went, oh, hey, by the way, real quick, we're going to hit this barrier in just a second. So just hold on. And they went, huh? And we got right up to it and it just kind of stopped sliding and we kept going right? We just, just, I mean, just missed it. What the heck? And so, oh yeah, it was terrible. So long story short, we get to the car rental drop-off place and I'm thinking the whole time, I wonder why that happened. You know, I was driving very slowly the rest of the drive and it was raining really hard anyway. And I swear that the tires that they had on that car were the same tires they just used in the Indy 500 race, like completely slick, not a tread on any of them. So I took a picture of it. And I sent a private message, like an email, to the CEO of the rental car company. And I said, hey, I've run in from you guys a thousand times, never had a problem, but this is unsatisfactory. This is unsafe. Here's what almost happened. A lesser skilled driver might have had that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I said, I said, I hope to hear from you because I would, because then I had to put a little thread in there. I hope to hear from you. I'd hate for these things to show up on Twitter. Oh, nice. But I was really sure. angry. I mean, yeah. you know, well, your whole put, family, that's your family in so, the car, My whole family in the car, right on the highway. So that was a Sunday night when I got home that night. So we flew in the evening and got home when I turned my phone on. There was an email from him there and said, I appreciate it. I will 100% look into this tomorrow. Tell me where you dropped the car off. Tell me where you got it from. Any other information would be helpful. And so I, I said, you know, I appreciate you calling me, you know, emailing back right away. And so I had this like kind of back and forth with the CEO of this large rental agency wow. rental car and he just you know, he basically made it right. Right. He's like, OK, we're going to credit you this thing. We're going to give you some free things and all that sort of stuff. Here's what we're doing to educate our team on. Here's what's acceptable and here's what's not. You know, obviously, it was an oversight. We're not going to put bald tires on cars on purpose, you know, or let it stand. So anyway, it turned out to be a really good thing. Right. Because I think they probably were all puckered up like, oh, crap, we've got to go check all the tire treads on all these cars across the nation. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy that I just skipped that, you know, because sometimes he goes, well, I'm just going to complain to the manager at McDonald's, you know, because you got my order wrong or just call Ray Kroc. You know, <laughs> Now, obviously that's not going to happen. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes it just helps just to go to the top and go, hey, here's what's going on. Because as as the leader, he had never got that, you know, right. it
3: was stopped at the manager.
2: Yeah, I th- it would have stopped, you know, the guy at the front desk and he would have went, eh, whatever. So, I
0: yeah. thought that the lesson there was, and that's the last time that the car rental company bought their tires from Michigan
2: International Speedway. You know exactly. That's right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Isn't that' great. So that was the only thing that came to mind. I mean, we have, I have, I have all sorts of interesting stories as well. to travel with my family.
0: Dorothea, anything?
3: Okay. I don't know if this is not weird or funny. It is wonderful. My husband actually proposed to me in flight.
2: In flight on the plane. That's cool. On the plane. was that planned or did he, was he checking he, out the whole thing? He planned day, it, but, but I didn't know. Okay. So
3: so we were sitting there. Number one, it was like a five a.m. flight. We're just going to go vacation in Florida, and we're tired. We're, we're we're scrambling. We're trying to get so finally get in our seats, and I'm like ready to just like hair tied up, ready to just Shut lay down, down
2: and close yes. the particles. Shut so then down, He's
3: like, cold. are you cold? I'm going to get you a blanket. I'm like, okay, please do. Yes. So then I'm waiting and, you know, I'm, I look over and he's kind of laughing with the stewardess and I'm like, okay, so blankets are not that funny. What not, are they now
2: got? is not the time to be <laughs> flirting with the flight attendants. There, whoa, 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 whoa.
3: What is he doing? And I'm looking at him like, okay, that's too much laughing going on. Get back here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Whatever's happening, I'm going to interrupt this.
3: Exactly. So I just kind of sat there. I'm like, what is he doing? And I'm, you know, you, when you're tired, you're super irritated already. So I'm like, okay. So he gets back with the black, blanket. I didn't say a word. So I'm settling in. Next thing I know, over the intercom comes Dorothea Kelly. And I'm like, what did I do now? Like, <laughs> what is it? And then, like, Dorothea Kelly or Dorothea Connor will kelly wants to know if you would marry him and i was like what What, what is going on
2: here?" how would you like Everybody to be not if he keeps flirting with the stewardesses
3: and- <laughs> yeah it was it was pretty cool how would you that's like cool. to be
0: the flight attendant who got to say that
3: <laughs> like, yeah
2: like that was- made her day too okay that's a great story that's not that's a good story than while sliding into a barricade <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: We had, the only one I could think of that came to mind right away was we were, we were in Paris and went to this restaurant
2: that had, what what are you rolling your eyes for? Because all I could think of when you said, when we were in Paris was like (laughs) the entire seven months before you went to Southeast Asia, how like every episode you're like, anyway, so when we go to Southeast Asia and and I just got back from Southeast Asia and (laughs) Southeast Asia, Southeast Asia. So I love the. check this out. I guarantee this story has nothing to do with Paris. You could say, you could just say I was on vacation and it would be just good enough. Just the but same. Let's hear just the rest the of it. So we're on, on in Paris. Carry on.
0: Well, the one thing that happened because it was Paris is they opened up their restaurants. Because
2: the yeah. Because mm-hmm. of
0: Paris. Did I say we were in Paris? Paris. Got it. Anyway. So we're right. in Paris. We're in Not La- Texas. We're in Le Hall where they have all of the all the nice restaurants. And we're going to this little restaurant where the tables are really close together. But the restaurants don't open as early as they do in the US. And we're starving. I think they open at like eight o'clock at night. And so we are walking around just super hungry. So right at eight, we come in, we sit down. And I've got a person, like if I move my elbow out just a little bit, I got a person on my right that I'll bump into, person on my left I'll bump into. And then Cheryl's the same on the other side of the table. The waiter comes up. And Cheryl immediately says, uh, Langlais, like uh, English. And the guy goes, uh, Very little, very, very little. And she's like, uh, uh, Okay. But he was a super guy. And so we start trying to figure out the different items on the menu. And Cheryl is excited when he's there because she's heard of Saint Jacques. <laughs> and so the guy thinks that that's what she wants. It turns out that it's like this intestine thing. And when you open it up, this horrible smell comes out of it. She didn't want it. But he thought, because she was excited that she had heard of it, that that was what she was getting. And so we end up splitting my meal. So we're still super hungry. And he comes back and goes, uh, dessert. And Cheryl looks at him and says, absolutely. What do you have? And the guy gives us this look like, oh, I'm not going to be able to say any of this stuff in English. Like you can see it in his face. He's like, uh, uh, um, uh, and then you see the light bulb come on and he goes, follow me, follow me. Like what? Like, follow me. So I say, excuse me to the person next to me and kind of shimmy out away from the table. Cheryl gets up. He takes us back to the kitchen. We meet the chef, we meet the oh, sous-, wow. sous chef making the desserts. He takes us over to the desserts and with a big smile on his face, he goes, we have this one and this one and <laughs> this one.
2: <laughs> Which one do you want? Take one off the platter.
0: It was so cool. awesome. And then we stood there and laughed with him because we got the job done. So n- not nearly as cool as getting engaged on a plane, but.
3: That pretty cool to meet French chef.
0: How about, th- <laughs> he was a, he was a gristly dude, grizzly dude.